Hey now, hey now, hey now. It is the week after Thanksgiving, and there is so much to discuss. Thanks. I think, I think maybe you know, there's a lot of silver linings in times of pearl, in times of tragedy. There's many silver linings, and I think one of the silver linings was, and it's a small silver lining, and it. And by no means is to take away from the great tragedy the world is experiencing with the pandemic. But I think a silver lining was the fact that like the giant extended families could take a break for a year and experience Thanksgiving differently. A shift of tradition of which would hurt nobody's feelings. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just the break. Just the break. Um, you know, because Thanksgiving's hard. Because you, you, you have to go and you have to give updates to people you kind of see once every two years. And you love seeing them. But sometimes you're, you know, at least I am a little self-conscious about my progress in this life journey. You know? I don't feel that I'm tracking. I don't feel like I am where I should be or, you know, I was, you know, struggling through law school or unhappy with a career choice. And so going to a Thanksgiving and seeing people once every two years and having to explain that was like an internal struggle, you know. And also family brings up a lot. People regress and shift into different dynamics when they're around different people. And also, and also being single and showing up to a Thanksgiving is always challenging because everyone else is with a couple and then it's like, you're like, you're the single guy. And that's kind of boring. You're like 13th wheeling. So these are all these factors. Why, you know, Thanksgiving, year yearly Thanksgivings aren't great. So to, to be able to take a break and do Thanksgiving differently and just kind of chill was a blessing in, in disguise, you know, a nice blessing. But I do feel bad for the, um, for all the grandparents of the world because really Thanksgiving or any big family gathering, it's just an opportunity for them to view all of their offspring, you know? And that's a sensation that you can't, like, old age is probably awful, you know? Having your physical body kind of become, you know, not great looking. Like, you don't, you don't get to be young and beautiful anymore. You You kind of, like, fall apart. You know, you become old. You have just like wrinkly, shriveled body. Your muscles get smaller. And, and then you feel pain. Your body starts stops working, you know. But you have like this fresh mind. So you're just in a cage. Just locked in a cage of an old person's body. But for Thanksgiving, something that would be nice... I'm sorry. I just saw a little pencil mark on my desk. I got distracted. But in Thanksgiving, the nice thing is that the old people, 
the grandparents, they get to view all their offspring. They're going to be like, all of this came from me. The children and then the grandchildren, they all came from me. And that must be one hell of a feeling. My, uh, some of my grandparent, my grandparents on my dad's side have like a wall in their hallway where they have pictures of all the offspring and all the children and all the great grandchildren. And that must, you know, that must be the, the silver lining of being very old is that you get a look at all your family and be like, wow, that was, that was one hell of a ride. Look at all of, look at all of the Jewish people I created. So, so that was that. So you, you feel bad for them. You feel bad for them and you do it for them. You do it for yourself, but you go to these big family gatherings for them because you know they have most likely have less time on this earth than you do, and it would be nice for them to see everybody get together. So, but I had a, I had a really nice Thanksgiving, and I had two two couples who I did not spend Thanksgiving with, but were family related my cousin and then my brother-in-law's sister they stopped by and brought me tons of leftovers tons of leftovers so i really got all the perks of thanksgiving without having to go to a thanksgiving celebration and while both plates were fantastic one plate my brother-in-law's sister her husband belongs to this big italian family in new jersey and i assumed that's i think i'm pretty sure that's who did the cooking the italians in jersey and it honestly it was the first thanksgiving food which i was like this isn't just good for thanksgiving like i was like this is amazing amazing food that i would have like any time most times Thanksgiving foods like oh this is really good for Thanksgiving but the way the the turkey was spite like the spices and the potatoes and the cranberries it was just like you could just tell that they, they knew how to do it and I was like god damn it Italians can cook they can fucking cook really just it was so that was incredible just to eat the Italian Thanksgiving I was like that is it it's, it's just next level shit. Italians, a dramatic culture, no doubt, very dramatic culture. But they can really cook. You know, they can really cook. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That is that is the end of the story on the Italians. I lived with an Italian I live with an Italian, a very dramatic man, a very, very, very dramatic, 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 but he was a good cook, he was a good cook, very dramatic, but he could cook, so, you know, that's, that's just the reality of the situation.
the reality of the situation. So, winter is coming. Winter is coming. And it, and it's confusing. It's a confusing time because the, the news and what I'm seeing in the news is saying COVID is coming. Like, we have a second wave of COVID. The second wave of COVID is coming. But then I go out in New York City and they're doing indoor dining. And it's just people are sitting in the, um, you know, in the booths and they put a little plexiglass next to you. But like the air is still, it's like the air is still, it seems like the air is still going around and still indoors. They're not closing doors, you know. And I think New York's COVID cases are low. So it's kind of a, it's like, it's kind of a confusing time. I was like, it feels like there's this this impending wave coming, but you know, you can kind of, you can go and have dinner and dinner and drinks inside. You can go inside with other people and have a drink here. You, you know, you could, you really can do almost anything that you could do before COVID. You just, the meeting strangers is more difficult. That's the last element. That's the last element that seems to be missing. Is that like the talking to strangers aspect of living in a city of why it's so great is that you, you just meet you just meet people and they tell you a story and you have that nice, interesting, fresh new connection and then you keep it moving. Um you just don't have that. But that, that's the last element of society that seems to be different. There's no concerts. But, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't go to concerts. So, you know, they're doing comedy shows. They're not inside, so I guess there's no inside comedy shows. But people are doing open mics. There's open mics outside. There's some open mics on patios. You know, I'm sure museums are open. So, so yeah, that's what's going on. It's in it, and it really, um, went, living through winter for the first time in many years is a, is a strange experience because it's getting dark at five and it's cold, um, and we're all, you know, everyone's indoors. But it just feels like time is moving slower. Like, I don't, there's not much going on. There's, you know, there's not, there's not much going on. There's just not, yeah, there's just not much going on. There's, there's really not much going on. It would be, uh, it would be nicer if there was, could just be a little bit more things going on. Right right now, there's very little going on. There's just not much. I mean, it's just like the transition period is complete. You know, it was, that's the thing. Life is interesting when, you're, when you keep things moving in a pandemic, if you keep it moving. But now it's like it's very, you know, the struggles are how to like maintain the dishes. So 
so I don't, you know, get lazy and let them all pile up. And then it's very difficult to wash them because I don't know where, like, where to put them while I'm washing them. You know, that's a problem. That's a problem that needs to be fixed. Or, like, setting up the coffee table. It's still in the box because it was so fucking heavy to log up four flights of stairs. That's another thing to deal with. So that's something to do. Um, I'm thinking about taking i am going to i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it but i am i think i'm going to if it comes i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna you know i'm gonna get a little kitty cat maybe 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 no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but not not in this apartment complex because that would violate my lease but you know maybe no i don't know no i'm still down i'm still down to do it but not in this not in this apartment complex not not here i would never get a kit in here never never i would never get a kit in here I just think it's I just think it would be nice to have a kitten. Just and I and I'd want to name it like I was thinking tofu. You know, I'm thinking about naming the cat tofu. The hypothetical cat cuz I would never get a cat in this apartment. I would never do it. But if I did if I did do it, which I won't, but if I did I would name it Tofu or Mordecai or something really Jewish like Moses, Mordecai or Tofu. I And I just think it would be just nice to have some, just some other living being around, you know, some other and just to, you know, just to have something to take care of and give love to. But, you know, the cat, not that I would ever get a cat here, but the cat would um you know would have its own life would and i would just feed you know feed it and have the litter box have the litter box in the um in the bathroom and just take care of the cat you know develop a relationship with the cat cuz i don't i'm not i'm not you know maybe i think i think they're less expensive than dogs Less, they're less expensive than dogs. You know, it's an uncertain world right now. You don't really want to big expense. I mean, moving's a big expenditure. To to double up on it, to double up on it with a with a dog or the vet and everything, that just seems like a lot right now. So I'm thinking about that. I'm very excited. Not that I would do it. I'm talking. You're not that like in this apartment complex. I would never. I'm just saying hypothetically, but not here. No, not here. Um. Yeah, there's not much going on. There's not. There's not much going on. Yeah. And it's you know there's not much going on and the, you know my job is like uh. It's boring for people who aren't, 
you know, who are, who don't know the mechanics of the profession to hear about. So it's really like when people ask me where, where there's something to talk about, there's really nothing to talk about. Dating, you know, dating's boring to talk about. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm meeting, you know, people, but, you know, everyone's a little frazzled at the moment. Oh, I dated this person for a little bit, but, you know, then, you know, we weren't the right fit, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of just the same story over and over again. There's just not much to talk about. I was at, you know, I, I saw an open mic the other night and there was this comedian and I thought he was a really good comedian, but it was clear that he didn't even have anything to talk about. He was doing comedy about his jokes. He was, you know, he was making comedy about like, you know, the type of comedy he was doing and then, you know, the the comedy like chats, the, the comedy Reddit chats he was on. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, we really have nothing Nothing is happening. Like, nothing is going on. You know, say what you want about the rat race, but at least it at least it keeps it interesting. You know? There's nothing going on. There's, yeah, there's nothing. But it's, but, but, you know, maybe it'll be nice. It'll be nice, um... It's kind of a nice ride. I mean, you know, it's 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 one hell of a ride. It's one hell of a ride. Even though it's the world's so sad, but you know. Life moving this at this pace and this speed. I feel like I got better at being by myself. You know, like I feel like that I feel that change where it's just like a more um grounded more grounded in isolation um you know like what the maybe that's going to maybe that's a bad thing maybe that's maybe it shouldn't be like this but like the need for companionship and the you know like the need for not being lonely has um really kind of dissipated for the most part. I mean, you still need it, but like you know, it's not it's not that prevalent. So you know, it's it's the story. I mean, there's not much to it. There's not much going on. I live by two bookstores. You know, that's exciting. I have a friend who works at a bookstore. And whenever I talk to him on the phone, I always ask him, I'm like, how's the bookstore? And he goes, oh, come on, David. Stop it. You know it. You know what it is. Is He says it's it's like a boring job. But then I was talking to this woman who I went on a couple dates with. And I was telling her about the guy and I was like, you know, singing the guy's praises. I was like, this guy is, he's quite bright. You know, he's just a very, very clever individual. And she said, people who work at bookstores often have the highest IQs. Like that's a known fact. Because they get to be around all that knowledge and they like to be around it. 
I mean, you do feel them. You do feel the magic when you go into a bookstore. I went into a bookstore the other day with um, my little genius, my little genius friend from college. This this small little, this small little Jewish woman, Jody, this little genius, and we went into the bookstore. And she was just like pointing. At, she she just like went around the bookstore. And you, you could see just like the it has an effect. It's like a contact tie. The bookstore it hits you in the brain. You could see that effect. Like she's like a big reader. She goes in there, and then it was just you could see the effect. And it was like she was like just captured by the waves of the bookstore or whatever. And she's going around, and she had read like uh, almost every book. There was like a book on a shelf she read, and she goes and she just explains what what was in the book. And then we moved to the other book. She just explains. It was like this. Um, it was like a tour guide. I went on a tour guide of a bookstore. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. So bookstore. I can see why you could work in a bookstore because I think the manual labor or the actual day to day functions would be pretty, you know, boring. It's but it's zen. Doing doing mindless work is very zen. I I like to do mindless, simple simple labor. It focuses the chaotic mind. So I appreciate everybody who made it to 21 minutes today. There was um, not a whole lot going on, but, but, but I'm not in tragedy. You know, I'm not in tragedy. So that's a, that's a positive to not, you know, I'm not in tragedy. Am I happy? I don't think I'm happy, but I'm not sad. I'm fine. It's fine. Life is fine. There's good moments. There's bad moments, but it's fine. I think I'm solid. I think I'm strong. I'd like to have a a more pronounced jawline, but I really don't do cardio. So, you know, that's asking a lot. You know, the dating's good. It's just kind of like you just just chugging along through this just chugging along through this meat grinder of an existence, but it's good. I got dealt a pretty good hand, so that's a blessing. There's many people who, you know, you you kind of just take what you're dealt and you just go on the ride. So, this is this is this is what I this is what it was. This is what I can do today. This is what I did. This is what I did. I hope it I hope it alleviated some pressure. And uh happy Thanksgiving.